G'day everybody, it's Peps, it's J-Dog, and you know what time it is, Lace Out Round 9 Review. It's your host here, Chris Pepper, the 377-game superstar at the East Keeler Football Club. Joining me is the co-host with the most, the man that you love, the man you want to be with, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace. How are you, sir? And more importantly, what a cracking round of AFL football it was on the weekend. Peps, I am well, other than the system trying to completely nuke itself as we go live, which is, Peps, that's what they say in the industry, it's live TV. Never work with technology, kids, or animals. Or Jamie. Or, or me. That's why, we had to, <laughs> that's why we resigned from each other many, many years ago. But hey, listen, mate, look, we just had some technical difficulties. We're all good now, so everybody joining us back online, thank you very much. Take two action is coming online. For the people listening to this on our podcast, Thank you very much for joining us once again. We do this because of you. You love it. We love it. It's as simple as that. So whether you're finding us on iTunes, whether you're finding us on Spotify, Pocket Cast, you name it, whether you're in Australia or whether you're overseas, thank you very much because, like I said, without you, we don't have a show. Second of all, for everybody joining on the stream tonight, ask your questions. Plenty to talk about. Plenty of talking points. We've got many to get through. Bit of housekeeping before we get this bad boy rolling again. First, remember, if you want that new footy, get on to Sharon.com.au. We've still got our 30% off. Lace out. Type it in in the checkout. Get 30% off. Jamie, what's that? Half price. Virtually half price. Um, more importantly, brand new competition to let you all know about later in the show, which is going to take you back to your childhoods. Because I'll tell you what, when I got this in my hands on the weekend, I just wanted to rip it open, but... I'm holding it out for the listeners out there, so just stay tuned. And last but not least, this will be the last week of our listener survey. So if you haven't got on there, the link is in the show notes. Just jump on there. We've got one question, which is simply, why us? Why Lace Out? Why do you listen to us each and every single week? We want to know what you want and what we know we can do better. So we'll hand that over to you, but I reckon it's time now to get into it, mate. It's time to go around the ground. It's time to talk of the news of the week. And there's only, forget Sam, McHugh, Sam McClure. Forget Sam Evans. My goodness, Dwayne Russell, the love muscle. Forget him because we have the we have the real newsman. We have Jamie the J-Dog Wallace bringing you around the grounds, the news of the week. Right, Pets. Let's um it's it, it might make an appearance later on for both of us in our in our lists. Hat's crooked now. Um let's start with the with the the biggest non-story to anyone who's actually played a game of football or played anything in sports before. Any sport. Let's talk about the Dagoe touch-up. Peps, this is um, what what an absolute beat-up this story is. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. I understand that out there there is consensual touch and all those types of things, but surely we're talking about a different type of uh, arena and context to what we're talking about here this is a sporting team oh look it's a sporting thing i opened up you know i threw on the tv to watch the start of the game it was going to be a belt of the swans versus the pies they show the behind the scenes footage and next minute there is jordan de Gropi or jordan de Grapey, who went from jordan gooey giving a little bit of isaac quain or a little bit of a tappity tap on the cheeks and i'll tell you what it literally right in front of me right in front of me <laughs> It literally happened right in front of me. And I went, oh, good on him. You know, he's revving the boys up. Bucks has given his last minute. Come on, Quainer. Come on, Steel. Come on, Pendles. That basketball background It's going to deliver us another win. Quains, you can do it. You drew for a big one. He's just giving him a bit of a tap on the ass. You know, let's get before we go out into the heat of battle. My goodness, it must have been a slow week. You wouldn't think that there were no games of football played. Because if it this was... was storming a teacup, like seriously. There's nothing can they, can they do anything? It. There was Can they do anything about it? There was nothing anything to do with that. It was just purely in the sporting moment. He didn't drop the hopawate. You're right. There was no there was no prostates being checked. Nothing along those sorts. No. And I was having a chat to chat chat to uh, one of the guys on the weekend about this, and he made a good point. He goes, "Would you see that? What would happen if that happened in the AFLW? Would it have been such a furor if it happened from the AFLW standpoint?" That just. I just, I just think it's, it's, it's such a non-issue that we make it a big issue. It's, it's a waste. And the fact that we've dedicated around about two and a half minutes on this, 
you know, we have to address it, but we just want to let everybody know that, yes, we are trying to, you know, stop all that sort of crap going on in the world and, you know, try and make it for everybody to watch. But goodness gracious, you're going into their inner sanctum just before a game. They're allowed to give it a bit of a snappity snap snaps on the cheeks to get them fired up. Nothing to see here. Robbo, nothing to see here. Yeah, Move on, look, J-Dog. Peps, you and I you and I are, are, are two middle-aged white men. We may be reading this completely wrong, but for me, I just see it as nothing sexual. Context of sports. Sexual? He just gave him a little bit of a tappity tap tap rub rub squeeze squeeze. Peps. Like, goodness gracious. Peps, Peps. That's what blokes do in the footy change rooms. Hey, oh, it's a modern God. world, Peps. It's a modern world. You and I uh, can be dinosaurs. Just because it's a modern world doesn't make it the best world. But that's another conversation for another day. All, All right, right Jay. What's next, mate? What's next? Next one. Uh, something you put on the on the on the agenda is um some clubs are starting to come out first third of the season and mm. starting to splash some cash. They are splashing the cash, Jay. Oh, yes. It was interesting just to let you know. Even just coming on the show tonight, watching the news to try and, you know, this is where the real news is. This is where you get it around the ground. But to do some research before, some massive news. Petrarca, we know, had his seven-year contract earlier on. Massive things. Melbourne have also signed up Oliver, Gordon, Salem, like Mickey Mouse, uh, Jack Viney as well too. But, like, as this show has virtually gone to air, Max King looks like he has signed... A four-year contract. Oh my god! <laughs> for three million dollars a year, he's played oh, what twelve games and can't kick. And can't kick. Oh, that could be something. He kicks one point seven and gets nine hundred. Imagine if he could kick straight. <laughs> Goodness gracious, St Kilda must be desperate. Look, he's going to be. He's going to be a good player if he can. He, look, if he can kick straight, he'll be a gun. Mind you, though, he did have a good night as well. Took ten uh, six marks in the inside 50, 10 marks for the game. He just couldn't kick straight. He, he could have had a, he could have had a bag, a proper bag. Uh, we've got a six. Of, got a couple of port boys on the thing tonight. Got Craigie and, uh, and and Nick. If this guy doesn't scream twice, port boys here, port to port, John Butcher. I don't know what does. Could be anything, but can't kick. John Butcher. I was a big fan of John Butcher. I, I just couldn't kick. But uh, like I said, I think I said, I think I think Ben King is the better king. The, I think the yeah. Gold Coast King is the better king. I'll always go yes. with that. Yes. He can kick straight. Doesn't matter if you can clunk him, you've got to sink him. And he couldn't do that. So he's getting close to three mil over four years for kicking inaccurately. Jesus mm. Christ. Ought to be on 1.8 they saw me kick. Um, Harry Mackay. Apparently Carlton are lowballing him at the moment. Something along the lines of 850, 8.50 a season. Low ball Let's for Harry Mackay. Let's pause there. Yep. If another club came looking for Harry Mackay. On yep. lesser money than what he's being lowballed at the moment, mm. what would you do on a reflection now of Peps, a thirty-something-plus-year-old man? Would you take the lower offer and play for another club, or would you take the money to stay at Carlton because they look like shit? Okay, so this is an interesting question, and I think it's a um, it's a it's a decisive question. So I'm going to throw this one open to the chat, throw the people on the Facebook page. When you hear this, we want to hear. It might even be the, the listener question for this week. Would you take more money to stay at a crap club or would you take less money to go to a better club mm-hmm. or a different club? Okay. Um, maybe. So that's the that, thing. Give yeah. me a club. See, this is the thing that you've got to look at. What club are we going to? Because there's a couple of factors in here. It's got to be a club Let's, of the future. It's got to be a club which is on the rise. And you want to be playing in a team where you're going to be first, at, at worst case, second fiddle. If you're going to be right. third string, No. So let's go like a. Let's. I've got one for. I've got one for you straight away. All right. Fremantle. Fremantle tried with Jesse. Good one. Fremantle tried Jesse Hogan. Didn't work. So Mm -hmm. would you pay? Would you stay for eight fifty a year at Carlton, or would you go to eight fifty over four, or would you go eight hundred over five to go to Fremantle? Even seven fifty over five to go to Fremantle. No, I, reckon they, I reckon they got to pay him to get out. So let's make it 850. What about GWS? Get that extra year. GWS have got Hogan up there at the moment. He, they're, they're not exactly I would, struggling. I would, I would think that. Yeah, but they've got Himmelberg, they've got Finlayson. I get that. He'd be but, ahead of all those guys. But Fremantle are struggling for somebody to go out and ha- work out with Tabernar. I'm not a That's a perfect that one, I reckon. The other one yeah. I could think of might be, might be Essendon. Hooker's, hookers, mm, what, maybe. 
two years, three yeah, years at the most, away, maybe. Yeah. Max, we know that um, we know that oh, the big tall lanky bugger. He's he's not too shabby. I keep forgetting his name. He hasn't got another rising star. They've got some. They've got. They're, they're on the rise. They've got. They picked up some rippers over the years. Our last mm-hmm. couple, last draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you go to Essendon? I would. I wouldn't stay yeah. at Carlton. Um, okay. If they're so going to give money out. I watched. I watched Carlton live on the weekend, and how the fact that Adam Saad has got what six fifty, seven hundred a year. Yeah. For what well, he Zach does, Williams. and Zach, Zach Williams, Williams is on eight fifty or whatever. Yeah. My goodness, you've screwed that one up big time. Um, big time. Do, Your money I went do, to the wrong, wrong one. I do. I do like little Nick's comment in here about. Uh, about a club with pride Nick Cox, thanks, Daz. Gary Mulligan on the chat. Nick Cox, he was the one I was thinking about. Two metres tall, can run, can kick, potential gun forward right there. And they've got Archie Perkins who can play as well too. So throw him up there. Ooh. So Tasty. who else has been some money? Because there's been some uh, other money at Carlton. Yes, Cripsy. Cripsy's been extended for four years. Mm-hmm. Money hasn't been released at this stage, but... Once again, who do you put in order? You've got Cripps, you've got Mackay, mm-hmm. and then you've got Walsh that you've got to try and work out as well too. So there's a yep. bit of bit of going on there. A couple other ones. Zach Merritt, he wasn't too convincing that he wants to stay at Essendon, does he? Not on his interview all. on the weekend. Not, Not at all. all. He's been there for, what, six years? I think you've got some idea what the place is like. I think you've got yep. some idea what the coach is like because he's been there for a couple already. Mm-hmm. You're nine games into the season. You pretty much know where the team's going to be. I don't think he wants to stay there. It wasn't too definitive. So that's going to be an interesting one to see where that goes. And last but not least, just at a very, very high level, the Bont, that's expected to be signed off very, very shortly. I think they're just working out the paperwork. He's an absolute gunner. He can have what he wants. And the other one, which was an interesting one. What would you pay? Would you, would you make Bont the highest paid player in the oh, NFL? No doubt. In the IFL? Mm-hmm. I can't go behind Dusty. But the Bont. You, the bond. you reckon Dusty, Dusty's worth more at the current uh, state? I do think so, yeah. Dusty's okay. Dusty's got tats and a sick haircut. People want that as their brand. Let's yes. be honest. All right. <laughs> the Bond, from a purely football perspective, he should be top five paid players. He is this year has been sensational for him as well, too. But the other one is um Sam Wiedemann played his first game for the D's on the weekend. Yes. Did okay. It wasn't the greatest conditions out there, but he's another yeah. one that have had a few clubs asking about him. Yep. I think it's going to be out of him and Ben Brown because Jeez, if you could tell me what um, I've gone blank. The <laughs> a couple of seasons ago, I would never have said that Ben Brown's going to push out Wiedemann from no, Melbourne. No, no. I just, no, I think what happened was um, Tommy McDonald after his preseason, what he's done this year, has yeah. just blown the gates open on that and yeah. he's ruined everything. He so that'll be interesting to see. He's just he's in all Australian form, and I never thought I'd say that after his last couple of years too. So there's a bit of contract, more splash the cash. We might do splash the cash every week just to sort of give a bit of a, an overview of the the contract's coming up because there is a lot of being money thrown around. A lot of it deserved, but some of it you just sort of go, oh, geez, you're paying a little bit too much. Um, and there's another guy whose contract's coming up, but I'm going to leave him for um, who's going to be getting some votes from me this weekend. Mm-hmm. Love Beautiful. it. All, All right, right. j Dog, who's next? Now, you've got something here about kicking. Talk to me Peps. about kicking. Peps, I watched Friday night's game... And I watched right through to the little show after after the game. It goes after and after the game, where Nick Delsano, Tom Morris, and I think it's David King usually, but it might have been yeah, Kingy, Kingy. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, they were having a bit of a roundtable discussion, and um, Delsano just decided to crack it. And what he said, Peps, what he said, made me think of you instantly. And our constant bars about athletes, not versus footballers. footballers. I take and footballers any day of the week. So can you I, nailed can, it. Can I? You just go for it, mate. Because I'm just going to sit back and, as Gary Lyon would go, suck on a big stogie. As people say, I, I look a bit like Del Center with my no lips. Um, so he just says, Some "Hairline, enough is enough. This game is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and we are diluting it with our inability to kick goals." We have gone so far in one particular way. We love people who can run. We love people with pressure. How about you kick the damn thing straight? That's a good starting point. Peps, Wait, they're paying. Com- 
They're paying a guy three million over four years who's played something like twelve games and kicked one goal seven on the weekend. Make my love pump, buddy. That is just out of control. Peps, to quote Dalsano again, I'm emotional because this shouldn't happen at this level. This is the top one percent of the competition that can't do the fundamentals of the game correctly. Do you know how many times, like, do you watch a game mm. and just watch players who always turn back onto their favourite foot? Yep. Even though it is the worst decision that they could possibly make. Yeah, make the angle tighter. To make the angle tighter or people know that he's a right footer so they go to that side. Yeah. When they could smack it on their left. Yeah. You can sort of understand why people, and I'm once again, I go back to my club, are just loving what Mark Williams has brought to the club because he's, major focus Oz has been kicking. The kicking, the kicking, the kicking, and it's made such a difference. I'm watching people like Jaden Hunt and Ed Langdon mm-hmm. who couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. hitting targets on the run at full pelt. Like mm-hmm. it, it, Especially with such a, uh, a sharp kicking game, Hawthorne did it in their dynasty. James Hurd was a gun on both feet. Diesel was a gun on both feet. You go mm-hmm. back to the 80s. We talk about 80s football, 90s football. Both sides of the body. If you couldn't, there's a, there's a when you were growing up, it was both sides of the body. You and now you hear coaches like, well, it doesn't really matter if they don't go onto their right side, you know, the opposite side of the body because yeah. they're that good. But it doesn't work like that. I remember having nights of training where you're just kicking with the other side of your body. Const- we don't do that anymore, body. Jamie. Why? It's too hard. You're you getting, like you, you are the, you like oh, who cares though? <laughs> but that's the thing. How are you supposed to get better at something if you don't practice it? He's one hundred percent correct. He is. He is correct. And, and you're seeing people doing. You're seeing people trying check sides. You're seeing people trying to. You know, they're running towards the boundary, but go on their their wrong foot instead of angling it back in. They're trying to go off the side of their feet. It stuffs it up even more, and you look like a complete fool. Mm. There's just no place in it. And you know what? In the good old days when we were running around for the old EK Cougars. If we didn't go on our opposite foot, we would be berated for trying to do smart ass kicks. Yeah. Because nine out of ten times they never come off. Yeah. Yeah, it's a joke. It is an absolute joke. And I'm and I mean a hundred I'm in agreement with him. Something chronic. They yeah. even spoke on they even spoke on um three AW as well that day. And they were talking about this. And I said, What is the biggest skill? If you could train kids now, what would be the biggest skill that you would make sure? And they just said kicking. It's a mm. kicking game now. It is a kicking game to cut through defences. You can bullet a, a bullet a kick 30-35, lace out. That's how you want your footy. We just didn't name the, the show after a fluff. <laughs> we actually had some merit and thought about this. They said it's kicking. Uh, Tony Shaw said it. Lee Matthews said it. Um, Richo said it. They're all saying kicking, kicking, kicking is the number one skill that they should be. Yeah. Diesel wasn't fast, was he? But geez, he was laser-like with his kicking. Yeah. Stewie Jew, go back and watch that, that that second quarter of what he did in that grand final. Mm-hmm. Blew Geelong away with some laser kicking. Okay? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, it's frustrating. And, you know, I do more goal kicking from 30 metres out. Don't go try pinging them from the, the boundary line each and every week. Yeah. It, I, Peps, I agree. It's that game on Friday night. St Kilda had the first six shots on goal and kicked six behinds, and and then I think maybe one on the one on the falling out as well. It's just Mate, they kicked five goals, seventeen. They had twenty two scoring shots to eighteen and got beaten yeah. by twenty one points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, that's a joke. I'm totally. sorry, that is a joke. And what they bad go down kicking by is bad football. What do they go down to by Geelong? Less than five goals. Less than five goals, and you can't tell me that five of those six of those goals were kickable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly yep. right. All it's right. a um it's a it's a it's a shitty thing about our game, Peps. It's it's a shit storm because once again we've gone down this route, like you said, we've been going down this route about getting athletes and it's backfired completely. Hey. Geez, they can run, but they can't they can't yeah. they can't <laughs> kick a ball. Can't yep. kick a ball. Unbelievable, mate. What's next, mate? What do you got next for us? Because mate, you've come up with some belters so far. Um Maybe a good news story, Peps, because you don't often hear this person's name associated to a good a good news story. 
But Ben Cousins has had a return to footy park after he had 10 year hiatus away from the footy field, making an appearance for the Perth Metro Football League. Um, he played for the Queens Park Bulldogs uh, over the weekend, kicking a goal uh, on debut and setting up another for the competition's reigning champion. So, not bad for a 42 year old, 10 years off. And then he still, like, he, he still looked like he was. Did I say it? It was his you, rig. You can see. He still, oh, still looked amazing. Did, 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 you, did you, like, you know, get a bit of movement when you saw how, how good he was looking? Well, Made me look in the mirror and go, Pips, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done at 42? He's only three years younger than me. And oh, my goodness. I tell you what, I need, was... we, need to pod, we need to do a podcast between the Shark and Benny Cousins to ask him. How do they do it? <laughs> I probably don't want to ask Ben how he gets his body so ripped. Probably oh. wouldn't go down that well. But we might go and ask the shark and figure out if he can work it out. But oh, it's, it is unbelievable. He's, and you know what? It is a good news story. If it just helps him just take his mind off things, get him back on track, that's all we can ask for. That yeah. is all we can ask for. Hey, can I, um, can I bring another one out too? Just a, a great footy story. Tyrone Vickery. Yes. I think he's come out and kicked 11 on the weekend. Yeah. Mate, see, it helps when you can actually see the ball, like actually see the ball, the real ball. <laughs> and if you notice, he's got the 10% added toughness on his arm now. So maybe that was the missing ingredient, 10% added toughness. Oh, I don't think – isn't Tyron Vickery – wasn't that a bikey story mixed in there with Tyron Vickery and tattoos? I don't know, mate. I, I don't want to know. Jamie, I'm pretty sure there was a bashing in here somewhere. This story with Tyrone Vickery. If I'm wrong, listeners, can you remember the story? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, J Dog. I have no idea. But so he has he has great tats. He has but he's great tats. He's got great tats, and whoever did them, you're a great tattooist as well too. <laughs> Old beef hey, melt. Yep. Uh, Peps. Um, who was the other player that's gone back? to Bush League and had 139 tap-outs or something over the weekend. Oh, he had 100, 133 tap-outs and 300 ranking points and their team still lost. Who was that again? Oh, I can't remember. But it was another news story that happened throughout the channel. So, look, you know, just tell us some of the stories that are going out there in the regional leagues. Good old East Keeler had another 70-point win on the weekend. They're just, they're just going okay at the moment. Heath Shaw will be back this week after his stint on SAS. Um, Peps, can't ask much more than that. Let's go through some of the questions from the listeners. You got any questions up there just to quickly look at some of the comments? Yeah, shit Kilda's come back. <laughs> <laughs> shit Kilda's. Tommy Roker up there in Queensland has done the old shit Kilda's come back. And I'm like, yeah, they, they did come back. Um, the MRO, the, there's something that I wanted to quickly bring up. The MRO. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on with them? In terms oh, of... Do you have any idea what people are going to get done for and what people are not going to get done for? Peps, as someone once said, what is the definition of insanity? Repeating the same thing over and over and over again. I have given up... And getting it and hoping for a different result? Exactly. I have given up trying to understand the MRO process. I have given up. I am done with it. It's just... I don't get it. I have no idea. So Taron Thomas did get off, if anybody is, is listening about his bump, and there was really nothing in it. Like, the guy got up straight away. It was just it was just a bump. That was all it was. Mm-hmm. What cracks me up is that Finn Lason threw an elbow last week mm-hmm. and got a week for that. Mm-hmm. But you can sling someone to the ground like Scott Lost does and get, what, four weeks for that? Or, four? Or, you can, or you can elbow to the face like Fritch and get off and concuss the guy. He didn't concuss the guy, all right? Or you could be a Tommy Hawkins and throw one and hit him straight behind and bust someone's eye open for a week. But then there's other ones where, like, Tom McDonald dropped his knee onto someone this week, got two grand. Yeah. All right? But Mumford's been doing that for years and hasn't been sanctioned no, no, for no. it. Mumford had, Mumford's clumsy, according oh, to the Oh, that's media. right. Clumsy. Okay. Um, but what's even on top of that? If you watched on the weekend, Bailey Fritz got body slammed in the goal square, got yep. literally flipped upside down, and it wasn't even raised. <laughs> so I got no idea. Like, you, you can rest a knee on somebody's chest, get two grand, flip them all around. Ah, oh, it's absolute bullshit. It's Krav Maga, Peps. Someone was saying it's Krav Maga self-defense. No, it wasn't. They did a lot more. They, yeah, it was pick a card, any card, Joe Jovanovic. Yeah, I love big Joey. He's a superstar, joins us every week. Tell Donna we said hi. That's his wife. Rightio. Um, okay. 
I think it's time for us to spin the magnets, mate. I think it's time for us to get out there, get and have a look at uh, who's getting the votes this week. Who's going to be getting dragged? Uh, where do you want to start, mate? Do you want to start with the votes or do you want to start with your uh, who's going to be getting pulled from the field today? Let's go with your three votes for... Uh, right. So yeah. let's... Three votes? Three oh, votes. That means one thing. What was that? Three votes. Three votes. Rightio. So my three votes. I'll start with mine and then we'll go on to you. So my three votes. I actually have a, an honorary three votes. Uh, an honorary vote. Okay. Give it to Zach Tui. Anytime someone drops a torp, the last top I last torp I saw kicked this flush was Sam Frost in the 2018 semi-final against the Hawks. He has flushed that on Friday night, a good 70. We need more barrels in the game, especially under the dome. Love, love Billy Thorpe. Um, do them more often, especially with the wet ball. You're going to get the nice spin. Rightio. So I'm going to give one vote. One vote is going to a guy who, let's be honest, he, he doesn't play in the best team. Uh, they are up and coming. They're going to be down the bottom of the ladder again. Um, I don't think they've played a, a final since Colour Television. <laughs> um, we're talking about Essendon here, but I want to pick out one bloke who, look, we've, I've, I've got stuck into him a little bit over the years because, you know, they Essendon could have had Clayton Oliver, but they went with this bloke. Mm-hmm. Darcy Parrish. Since he cut his hair and doesn't look like a little girl anymore, he looks like a, a, a stand-up young man, 23-year-old, he has had an all-Australian season. By choice, they had to move him into – actually, by necessity, they had to move him into the midfield. And the numbers that he has racked up so far this year have been sensational. His game on the weekend against Fremantle, 131 ranking points, one goal, 39 disposals, Four marks, four tackles, no hit-outs. bit lazy on that perspective. <laughs> Ten clearances, 459 metres gained. He was on the ground for 84%, but more importantly, he had a goal assist chucked in there. He is just stepping up, and he is playing the football that Shield should be playing. Should be playing um, the little fella as well, too, that they got from GWS. What's his name? Number five. Not Dylan Shield. Oh, no. God. You know me if you saw him. Um He's just playing great football. Zach Merritt, he should be with Andy McGrath. Zach Merritt won't be there next year. He's going to stand up and play some awesome footy. So, Darcy Parrish, I'm giving you the kudos where it's well-deserved. What I'm also going to be giving uh, is my two votes. I'm giving this guy to the West Coast. So, we were talking a little bit earlier about bags, and we are talking about how Max King could have had five. Devin Smith was the one I was talking about. Thank you very much, Charlie Keegan, absolute supporter of the show. I was talking about Max King, how he kicked one goal seven over the course of the game. How about a guy called Jack Darling who in 17 minutes kicked five goals yep. in a quarter? He was the difference. He demoralised the opposition on the weekend. Adelaide weren't too bad, but he was a difference between the two, and he was absolutely sensational. He's built like a block of flats. He's, huge. Like he's a big unit. So good luck anyone playing on him for the season because he is, he is massive. And if free, uh, West Coast, Kennedy's not getting any younger. Oscar Allen is a little bit – he needs to step up to take over, all right? And the last one I really want to put out there, look, you can only give three votes to one team this week, and that's got to be North Melbourne. They have their first win for the season. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga supporters are absolutely going berserk. <laughs> the players didn't even know the song, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. They won by seven points. They get their first win for the year. Look, regardless if you didn't barrack for them – well, you do make for them. Congratulations, North, because I have played through a season where we didn't win a game, and it sucks. And so to at least have one, it makes it makes you that you know everything that you've worked for, the messages that are coming from your brand new coach. Yeah, awesome stuff. So congratulations, um, North. You get my and three look votes. Look who, look who's on the trade table again after that. Oh, the Chatty Wingard. Oh, Chatty the Chad. Oh, Chatty. <laughs> Unbelievable, mate. All right. So who's getting your three votes? All right. Am I going to go from three one three down or one up? No, you go from you, you got to go from the one, mate. Don't you watch the okay. brown low? Just go. I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm Start just, with one. Just, just all right. My one vote goes to Melbourne. Nine and zero. There's nothing not to love about that. First time they've done that since 1956. Six. 
which was the last time you guys won a premiership. So that was nineteen sixty four. Was our last premiership? Was it nineteen sixty four? Was it? So yes. if we're looking, if we're looking at um, the planets aligning, you know, we're we're starting to get this nine, and then this because Pep's last time you guys did this was a year you won a premiership. So let's go. Let's take the lid off, Pep. Mate, I'm, I can't get the lid off because Let's if it was any other team, off. you'd have the lid off. Like, I took the lid off a couple of weeks ago. But the worst thing is, is, is that actually I wouldn't mind a loss because then it's, like, real. But at the moment, it doesn't feel real at all. Nine and zero, sitting at top of the ladder, it is, it's like, it's like, you know, when you get to, the, like, the anticipation of going up on a roller coaster. We're, 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 we're teetering at the moment because I don't want to go over the edge and, and fall over. I just I just want us to lock in a top four spot and then I'll be happy. Peps, we're talking premiership. Let's get excited. Let's book the tickets. Oh, dude. Let's, let's you go won't see me. You won't see me for a week. <laughs> <laughs> big Trev and I will be at the tat joint getting big back jobs. Oh, I'll be going off. So they're, um, they're going in my number one because I think that nine and zero is bloody exciting. Oh, it, it, look, it, it is exciting. We play Adelaide this week, and look, hopefully we can go 10-0. You know, take one week at a time. But it'd be really good to um, play the doggies on that Friday night. 10-0 yes. versus 9-1. and one. Be a cracking game. Uh, number two vote for me goes to Marcus Bontempelli. I mean, I don't know what can be said about this guy that hasn't been said about him before. He's How is he not the Brownlow? How is he... Not the Brownlow favourite at the moment. I don't get it. I mean, I had Dusty here as like a little slash or Dusty, but Bont for me is a complete package player across all four quarters. Dusty can do the one quarter magic. Oh, Bont does it all game. I'm telling you now, uh, after watching them a couple times, I will keep saying it. You stop Dusty, you stop Richmond. It's as simple as that. Yep. Yep. So for me, Bont gets my two votes because I just think he's an absolute stud in the AFL. Um. And number three for me, I went early on Saturday morning when I posted the footage on uh, our Lace Out page. But any time <laughs> you're going to have the G train, it's always going to get it's always going to get my three votes. Not only was he's it on really, fire, <laughs> not only do you get one of the most awkward crosses for delivery you've ever seen on live TV, but he gave a pie away to a young bloke like. Uh. And I think after it, he also he also gave the guy a high five. <laughs> like, how good is it? He was doing something for Deliveroo, and he's just dropped the four and twenty in his hand and go, "There you go, young fella, have that." Oh, he's just and he's Freaking just the best. sensational. Oh, he's just I love the him. Best G train. Just get on the G train G train highlights on YouTube. It is oh. nuts. Just how that, good it was. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna. I might even. Because I'm going bald, I might, I might even grow. I might oh. shave this bit off and just get the G train. Get the G train moulay going. Go for oh. it. Go God for is, it. God, he's good. I love just the G train. Look, I think he's. I think he. I think he's gone from a um, from a slick a bullet train to a diesel powered V line, looking <laughs> like uh, his physique. I don't think he's been. I don't think he's been running the track hey, for a while. Tommy here does mention a really good point though. Yeah. Where's the source? Oh yeah, well, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird, a bit dry, yeah. a bit dry pie, kind of dry oh, pie. Can I just say one thing though? Yeah. Uh, if I saw that my Deliveroo person was going to be G Train, I'd yeah. probably ask for somebody else because I'm tipping that if he was delivering it by bike or by foot, it wouldn't be there while the food's warm. <laughs> it would be. It'd be getting to me cold. Ralsey, put the oven on heat mode. We're going. <laughs> we have to wait. The G Train's delivering tonight. <laughs> Hey, lock lock the ladies away. Lock the ladies. Lock the put your sauce away. If the G trains come to the front door, oh, stop at all stations. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, hello, 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 radio. Okay, so let's get into. Uh, I think uh, I think our, our main man's there. I think he's knocking at the door. Oh, there he is. Hold on, let me just go get him. Haley off. Ellingworth on. Radio. Just, it's just so awesome. Bloody week is piss. All right. Time to get dragged. All right. So, honorary mention, Max King, one goal seven. You could have got three Brownlow votes on Friday night. One goal seven is not good enough. 
If you're going to do that every week, you're only going to be worth 900000 a season. I'm sorry. You're not worth more than that. Alrighty. Right. So one vote goes to the Gold Coast. Just when I think that my boys up there in the Gold Coast are just setting me up, they're just, they're freaking, once again, Gold Coast are like going to the strippers. They tease, they tease, they tease, and then they just let you down. They were putrid against the Lions. <laughs> Disgusting. But they got pumped. 70-plus points. Why don't you remind the listeners oh. how good they're going and how and how is a success story, Peps? Oh, it's – look, they're still higher than Essendon and they're still higher than Hawthorne and Kangaroo. So, But that was – you know, even, even Dewey said that it's just their credibility in the league goes backwards when they put in performances like that. And I and I agree. Yeah, no Took Miller, no Gold Coast, no Rao, no Gold Coast. They just weren't working hard enough behind the ball. A couple of their high draft picks need to realise that this is not under 18 football anymore. You have to work both ways. Okay. Yeah, can't just play chase ball. Yeah. Exactly right. Okay. Um, two votes. This is going across the AFL. Tripping a little bit down to the umpires. We've spoken about this when it comes to free kicks, but the holding the ball Ooh. is it is getting beyond the joke now. I can't understand how a team, a game can have 80-plus tackles and only get rewarded for three of them on a Friday, mm-hmm. yet the game on Sunday had 21 holding slash dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. That's just – and personally, I would prefer option B because as soon as the dropping the ball is given, the ball gets up, the um, the scrimmage around the ball disperses and everybody has to run. When the umpire leaves it and leaves it and leaves it, that maul just continues, continues, continues. The quickest way to stop that occurring is just to grab the ball and throw it up. But once again, the AFL umpire comes in. Hey, John, are you going up? Hey, Peter, are you going up? They're both six foot nine. Who else in the hell's going up? Just throw the freaking thing up. Okay, but there's got to be more ball. This whole thing where they've made an attempt, there was somewhere there wasn't. The ball was missing the, the, the player's foot by three, four inches. Yeah. And they'll say, play on. Like, it's enough is enough. If you go read the rules, if they make an attempt and it doesn't connect, it's dropping the ball. Not as if they had an attempt. If you get caught and you try to get rid of it and you don't make connection, it's dropping the ball. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you, you have to have an opportunity to get rid of it, but not three spins. In the in the bike position and then let it go. Yeah. If you don't connect, too bad. So two votes for them. And last, I hate to do this, J Dog. Port Adelaide. The flat track bullies have come out again. You've you've said it many, many weeks. It's been written up about five about five or six people on the chat tonight. What hold Port up, Adelaide. Hold up. Flat track up. bullies again. One vote this week. All right, we so might as well just continue. Let's, let's so they got about, four votes this week. It. That's four votes. That's a record. Tell me, mate, what's wrong? <sighs> mate, apparently, I... apparently, apparently, Charlie Dixon has kicked one goal this year against top eight teams. Yeah, we kicked two the other night in the fourth I kicked quarter. two. Do you know? Um, it was a dead game. Do you know um, the other McDonald who plays for Carlton? <laughs> He's two. kicked two goals. Yeah. Not Tom <laughs> McDonald, the other one. He's kicked two goals against top eight teams. So he's just as good as Charlie Dixon at the moment. Look, this Peps, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my say on Charlie Dixon. You know that I don't have a huge rap on the big man. I love him, but I don't as a footballer, I don't think he's much chop. He's got STS, mate. STS. As he does have that. Shit takes it, Drome. This Oscar guy McDonald. here. This guy here is getting paid $800,000 a season to go for a mark and bring the ball to ground. Peps, put me in that position. I'll pay for you for a meat pie, a can of Coke, and a rum ball after the game. Like, if that's my if that's my job requirement to bring the ball to ground, you can put any person in that role. Yeah, because you can't mark. You, I don't you, have you, to. You'll see better hands on a clock when it comes to you. <laughs> I don't have to mark. As long as I get the ball to ground, I'm essentially fulfilling his role because he hasn't had a 40-plus goal season and he's a full forward. It's a joke, he's a isn't it? a full forward. That's two goals a, a game. Plus season. That's, that's, that's two goals do. a game. Has not had a 40-season goal as a full forward in a club. 
Hey, Charlie Keegan said Paul should recruit the G train. Damn right. Oh, don't even. I couldn't even do the podcast. I'd be drained every night. Be deliver G. <laughs> oh. um, so, Peps, that, that tag of flat track balls is absolutely 100% correct. I don't understand. I'm going off here. Sorry. I don't understand how in 2020. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not ranting again. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Jamie in the front. The- the heat's on, the grill's on, the, the the fry pan is cooking. Go for it, J-Dog. I don't, Peps, I'm going to give you a quick breakdown of, of what I don't understand about Port Adelaide. 2013-2014. Remember back to those days, Port? Uh, Peps, when, when you and I were fighting about our teams? Yep. We had exciting football. We had overlap. We had carry. We had dash. We took... Hawthorne right to the end of that prelim final. We had a game plan that could have ripped apart the AFL. 2015, we decided to go play this chippy-chippy game. Kick it around the back, pass position, try and be like a Hawthorne. Couldn't do it. 2016, we went down the line. Couldn't do that game because we had big enough bodies around the midfield to, uh, to play that possession stoppage football. 2017, we did the lock-in football where we had repeat 50s but couldn't kick goals because our forward, Charlie Dixon, can't kick. 2018 did the same thing. 2019 did the same thing. 2020, last year, we had speed, we had dash, we were exciting, we had overlap, we were ferocious, we had the lock-in, we had everything going on for us. 2021 should have been our year. We pick up Orazio Fantasia and Aaliyah Ali across the halfback and our oh, We have the stand rule where you're not allowed to move until you get called play on. So can someone explain to me from Port Adelaide why have we decided to go for this possession coming off the half-back line and not playing through the centre anymore? I, it does my head in as a Port Adelaide person to think when our team is right there, we change our game plan 100%. And my this year should have been a year. My other concern is you've got Boak, who's not getting any younger. No. You've got Wines as well. He's playing season career best football this season. Okay. Robbie Gray, being, you, you, you love him, but yeah, Robbie Gray's not getting any younger. Jonas, how old's Jonas? Oh, he's probably only 28, 29. Another so few seasons. Maybe, yeah. When, yeah you've, when, got, you've, got, you've got Rosie. Yep. And you've got the other two. Butters, but Dersma. But they're not there for a while. No, they're not. Your midfield, I thought, was okay. Outside of Boken, if those two don't fire Boken Wines, they, they're not standing for anything in that midfield. Where, where's Jarman Impey gone? Uh, no, he plays for Hawthorne now. Um, but we have no, got... Carl we... Amon, sorry. Carl Amon. Apologies. I take that back. That's I okay. got that wrong. Hey, hey, it's okay. Um, Carl Amon. Yeah, once again, he's, 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 a, he's a good player, good kick, but just needs support. Um, I'm, not really, I'm not willing to write the season off just yet for Port Adelaide, but my God, they have been exposed this season by a couple of good teams um, exposing, exposing all the faults in our game. And a key to that, I believe, is our unstructured forward line. And you know what? This is going to be a challenge this week, 320 this weekend at the MCG versus Collingwood. Jeez, you wouldn't want to drop that one, mate. Oh, don't even. I'm going with my wife because she's a big Collingwood supporter. Oh, jeez. So... We might, like if, we might, we might we, be play, we might be uh, visiting Judge Judy in divorce court. Peps, if that if goes the wrong lo- way, if we lose the game, you could hear me swearing from your house. It's okay. There's always a spare room, mate. You can just <laughs> plonk at my joint for the night. We'll lend you a couple of wins. Oh right. god. So anyway, that's port port of my one there. Yep. Because I reckon you're correct. Flat track bullies. That tag absolutely stands for this team at the moment. All right. Who's your two? Number two standard. Teague Carlton, like WTF, come on Teague, just stop, stop, stop being so nice, stop looking at the positive of the club, this club is going nowhere, if you don't get your act together soon, within the next, I don't know, six months, seven months, that's that's lights out. I, I can tell you now, mate, I, I can tell you now, looking at them live on the weekend, they were not that bad. Yeah. Okay. But they are about, where Melbourne, probably the Bulldogs were three years ago. Like, they just don't have a cohesive unit all coming through together. 
Charlie Kerno's not there at the moment. Like, apparently he's going to be playing his first game potentially in the next couple of weeks. He's been gone for two years. Mm. He could have been anything. They miss him so much. If they had Kerno and Mackay up forward. Yeah. But you're relying on Batman down there. You've got Weedering who plays well. Jones holds his end up. The spine is actually not too bad. Walsh there, Cripps there as yeah, well too. Kerno the to, 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 um, to tag if need be. But they're just lacking that that bottom six players that other clubs have got them at the moment. The Doggies got their bottom six. Melbourne got their bottom six. Richmond have had their bottom six for quite a number of years. What's, what's concerning and that's what's where concerning they fall away. is some of these guys now could be getting to that point in their career where they go, stuff it. Um, I, I, maybe my future isn't here at this club anymore. Well, not if they're going to be buying Sard for 650 and the other dude for 800. Like, yeah. tell me, they haven't uh, made mistakes. Yeah. When Nick Hind is dominating at Eston for probably half the amount of cash. Oh, that's been, oh, oh. oh Jesus! Yes, and they're just going. Um, exactly and what's your, and what's your three, three, mate? What's your three votes? Number Who's getting dragged? It's just the media. That whole Carlton beat up. I mean, sorry, the whole going beat up. That just took up way too much airtime. But there's too many beat ups at the moment. They've got nothing to report on. Yeah, it's just a farce. I mean, I had the it's media slash. Farce. I had the media slash umpires because there was just an absolute disgraceful display over the weekend. In the, I'm going to talk specifically the Port game, but across your game, when you said Fritz got basically flipped and dumped. Um, but we can't talk about umpires because we're there forever. Can I, can I just throw in? I want to just quickly throw in one more. Sure. One more. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm looking down the camera when I say this. To the complete F-wit... We punched the bloke at the Port Adelaide game. Yeah, he did deserve it. But seeing violence like that at our football, at our great game, is not warranted. All right? Unfortunately, there's too many dickheads who can't control what they put in their mouth at games and it leads to crap like that. Leave that to other codes. Leave that to the to the northern codes. Leave that to the round ball codes. We don't need any of that. All right? So if you're going to act like a dickhead at the footy, piss off. We don't want you there. Because I've got kids I take to the footy. You've got kids we take to the footy. My wife goes to the footy sometimes and they don't need to be exposed to juvenile behaviour like that. So that's pathetic. And if I had if I had my time again, I would have had given you the three votes. But yep. it's just, we just don't need that at the game. All right? It's have, bullshit. Peps, all I can say is that guy's lucky that the uh, that the other fellow he hit fell backwards because oh. he took he took a few hits in his jaw. and Well, he freaking deserved it by being a dickhead and going, hit me, hit me, hit me. <laughs> Don't go asking um, to be hit. You'll get hit. Also, quick one there that yep. uh, Jared has put up a really good one. We diff- we've completely skipped over this one here. The Tigers complaining the about tigers. playing at Marvel. <laughs> you bunch of freaking whingers. You got 100,000 so-called members. 13,000 turned up to a home game at Marvel. Because we don't like going there. Probably because they don't allow pets in. That locks off about 70,000 of your members. <laughs> oh, I hate going here. This club was on its knees. Save our skin, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. You've had the best run of home games at the G for goodness knows how many years. And it's still at home. You don't give Melbourne. a shit. Swallow your pride. The game is bigger than you, Richmond. You'll find out soon enough. And the connection works perfectly. The train station's right there. It's so it's right easy. right there, you soft cocks. <laughs> soft cocks, weak. Sorry, you're oh, weak. That, that made me laugh. That oh, made me laugh. But then Brendan Gale says, it like, mate, you just, who do you think you are? Uh, you, you, you think that you're Liverpool. You think you're Man City. So you, you think you know, next minute they want to wear prison bar jumpers. That's how <laughs> told they think they are. Hey, buddy. Um, rightio. So um, before we, we sort of move into the to the fourth quarter back end of the game, quick thing that we need to have a dig at is the ladder for the week because we haven't had a chat. There's been a bit of a change on it. So let's just have a quick look at the ladder for this week. Rightio. So the Ds are still on top of the ladder. There we are. We've also got the uh, Western Melbourne unbeaten, 144%. Western Bulldogs a game behind. And those two teams are two, two games clear of the Cats, the Lions, Port Adelaide, Swans, and West Coast with Richmond after their 
stealing defeat from the jaws of victory, uh, GWS on the weekend pushes themselves into the eight. GWS is sitting there on 16, same as Fremantle and St. Kilda. And you can pretty much ride off anybody else after that. Essendon, they're too far back. Carlton are too far back. Gold Coast let you down every week. Adelaide a poo. Collingwood a poo. Hawthorne a poo. North Melbourne are really, really poo. But they won last week, so they're not poo this week. So I reckon, I think the top eight's settled, mate. I think the top eight is settled. And I didn't think going what we are now that that would actually occur. I'm, I'm massively surprised about that. I don't know what the viewers think, but I actually think that there's not going to be a change from um, from now on. It's just going to be who sits where. Yep, I think you're right. All righty. That's done. That's done. Uh, yeah, exactly right. So there's your final eight. We can just talk, start talking finals next week as well too. <laughs> Start, to, start talking about the first week of finals, you reckon? First week of finals, start and talk next week. All right, listener question, mate. What's your listener question for this week and last okay. week as well? Uh, last listener question. Now, look, I'm going to apologise. It, get... it was the worst question ever. Yep. I don't even... It's, it's a live show. It's a live show. Sometimes you get caught up and you just and you just go with something because you're preparing and I went with it. Anyway, so the question last week was, is cereal soup? Why or why not? Now, we had we had some comments on there, which is great to see. Uh, Nicholas Wolfric Nick Teal said, no noun soup, plural nouns, soups, a liquid dish typically savory and made by boiling meat, fish, vegetables, or stock in water. Milk is not stock nor water. So there we go. That's Nick's opinion. We also had another one here. Corey Vandertuck said, I don't mind a bit of fruit loop soup. Then we had Luke Thomas say, my four wheat bix in milk and honey resembles porridge sometimes. Definitely not soup though. And then Jared has gone, is soup a cereal? Chris Pepper go. from Lace Out said, this is the stupidest question ever put on this podcast. <laughs> Joel Michael said, it'll never come back again. It's a soup. The definition says, typically by boiling, typically means usually, but doesn't always mean always. Gaspaccio isn't boiled, but it's soup. So boiling thing loses its credibility. So take out that, and now it's a liquid dish. Cereal is a liquid dish. There we go. Is this a physics podcast? Chemical engineers talking about soups and boiling viscosities, etc. I'm just peps. This is this is. It's good to I see. I love some our, of listeners. our listeners. I love our listeners. But come on, don't don't feed his ego, people. Right. Let's. Okay. I'm, I'm making an executive decision. We're going to park that one. If you want right, to read I've the got rest, a new of one. I've got a new one. All right, it better be because if you don't get this right, we might have to. You might have to have a week off. At least a question. So, well, strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen, because Peps, the J Dog needs up, to lift. If I'm having a week off, my listener question, I'm I'm taking my bat and going home. I'm not doing a show next week. <laughs> How's that any different? <laughs> um. All right. So this week's listener question is: What is your change-up drink? So when you're eight, nine, ten drinks into your beers or whatever you're drinking, what's the drink that you go to to change it up, to bring a bit of variety, a bit of spice into your night? They just your taste buds need that bit of a switch. You just what need to go from primary up? to primary to secondary school. You mean? Just you need either either to accelerate your night or it's something to give your taste buds a bit of a break. Or look, you've got your own reasons. I'm not going to pry. But what is your change-up drink that for you the go last for? chance dance at four in the morning? What is the best change-up drink now? Oh, bourbon and coke, simple bourbon and coke. I just want to know what 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 what's it out there? What are we doing? We're doing rum. We're doing bourbons. We're doing whiskeys. We're doing gin. Illusion, we're doing illusion, sir, illusion shots. Illusion shots. Is it fireball? Is it straight up somethings? Is it West Coast coolers? It could be West Coast. It could be UDL. It, it, it could be a cider. It could you might be have a water. Drink responsibly. There we go. What is your yeah. change-up drink? What is your what is your go-to change-up drink? That's not a bad one. I want to hear what people want to go with. Change-up drinks. I like a J Dog. I do you have? Do you like have, no, it. don't answer the question. But do you have a change-up drink that you always just flick over to? Me? Don't don't answer the question. Is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what it's it is. Yes or no? It's, 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 You've got yes one? or no? It's, no, 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 it's, no, 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 no. Well, I'm not going to respond to it. Oh, okay. Okay. There we, there we go. All right. Dark and stormy. Radio. All right. Okay. Um, 
This was something that was introduced last week for the first time. Got a pretty good response, so we're going with it again. So it is our new segment, One Week at a Time. J-Dog, what game are you looking forward to this week in round 10? What I'm looking forward to is going to be going uh, with our tips on Thursday night with teams. Yes! <laughs> we can actually give you an honest opinion of who's in, who's out. Holy moly. This week coming up. It is going Thursday to be the Black Nuts. Football. Is back Thursday night footy, Thursday night teams. Oh, if that doesn't get you excited in the nether regions, nothing will. All right. So looking at round 10, what game uh, is getting you a little bit um, for this week, my friend? This week. Let's just peruse what this week has. Um, There's a couple. There's a couple in here. I'm going to have to say though for me Essendon North that's okay Mm. interesting one Essendon North I didn't think you'd go with that bit of a win last week to North and Essendon let's just see what's let's just see what's cooking down the bottom part Mm. of our letter well I've got two I've got two games Mm -hmm. Brisbane Richmond on Friday night Brisbane have been in Super form. Richmond snuck a victory last week. Going all the way, playing in an away game from the G, foreign territory. Um, 7.50 is Friday night. That's going to be, I reckon, be a belter of a game. I reckon the Lions will get across that and get another win. I think they've won five out of the last six. That'll make it another one. But I think the interesting one that I'm looking forward to is going to be 1.10 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, the Giants versus West Coast. That's my second one. Because which one is it going to be? Is it going to be the Giants come up and win and keep their finals chances intact? Or is West Coast going to have a win away from home? Yeah. It's like, it's got to be one or the other. Yeah. So West Coast win away from home. They virtually lock their spot in finals. Yeah. GWS win, they're virtually back in. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. very, it's going to be very close. So I think that's the other one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And, um, the, the prison bar battle on 3.20 p.m. MCG, J-Dog oh. versus Alira. I'm going to be so confused for the first half of the match who's playing, who, who's who. I won't have a clue. Someone should wear a white and black away jumper just to make it easier. <laughs> yes. All righty. Okay. So, look, that's it, everybody. That's our show for the week. What a geez, chock, chock full. I'm going to have to go on uh, the man shakes just to – Cut back a few of the kilos that we've put on in the show. So for everybody who's joined Speaking us tonight which, on the oh, yes, man shakes are freaking expensive. Have you, have you seen the price of those? I've, I've got some. Isn't it like sixty bucks for like four meals or something? No, it's pretty expensive. No, it's about a hundred bucks for sixty meals. Yeah, it's about two dollars a meal. It's okay. The they shakes. taste good. Yeah, they taste good. Oh, there you go. Like them. I've lost a couple of couple of kgs around the waist. Yeah, looking yeah. tall, mate. Looking very tight. You, if you if you if you could if you could hear me right now, in, well, sorry, if you could see me right now, you'd be going, "Geez, I tell you what, that body looks as good as his and sounds as hot as his voice." Um, <laughs> so, have a great week, listeners. Once once again, now, oh, competition time. It's as simple as this. I have a box, not just a packet, not just five packets. I'm talking a box of AFL team select football cards to give away to one lucky person. So I'll announce it. Listen to the podcast. I'll drop a small little episode about what you have to do, but it's very, very easy. Just like our page, comment on our page, drop it a couple to a couple of people, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify. And it's as simple as that too. So we'll be running that for a couple of weeks. Get in potential to win 36 packets. I'll say it again, 36 packets of AFL Footy cards. So if you remember back in the days at school, playing flicked up against the wall, training, tra- trading your Mickey Turner for your Robbie Flowers or your Diesel for your Craig Bradleys, we're going to be going back to footy, day, footy card days. I love my footy card days. Get a packet of six and a Scanlon's chewing gum. You're going to be able to relive that as well. So 36 packs of football cards, a full box we have ready to give to one lucky listener on the podcast. So stay tuned. And uh, good luck to those who enter as well too. So you can win a pack of cards. You can get yourself a new share in football as well too. 30% off, as Jamie would say. Half price. Half price. Um, and more importantly, tune in Thursday night for our tips. Tipped out. It is going 
gangbusters this year. And we're actually getting some right, which is good. Uh, well, I wouldn't put your house on it just yet, but we're getting close. Put your house on that. The final eight won't change. That will, will, I guarantee that will happen. So that's it. Another great show, J-Dog. Thank you very much for being part of it. Like I said, um, you are my Tim Blake. Um, I am Lance Bass. And without you, um, no one can bring sexy back and you bring it every single week. So, Jamie Wallace, thank you very much. Thank you, Pax. More importantly, the magic question. Everybody, say it with me. J-Dog, how do you love, how do you want, how do you need your footy? Listeners, I like it. Lace out. Listeners, get in a huddle. Give a Jordan to Gropey. Say good luck to your team and hope your team wins on the weekend. See you, listeners. ODs. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ace out.